Open your Bibles with me this morning to Acts chapter 17 for an opening passage of Scripture. Acts 17. Let me share three passages of Scripture with you this morning to get our minds set on why we assemble and why we have services like this and how thankful we ought to be for the truth that's been revealed to us. Amen. Acts chapter 17, Paul has been left in Athens. I read to you verse 16. Now while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. The point I want to give you from this verse is the Apostle Paul, when he was in an environment or a situation where people were showing their idolizing of idols, we live in a country that is idolizing a man that has visited our shores, their spirit was stirred within them. If your spirit doesn't get stirred up, you're either dead physically, or you're dead spiritually, or you're ignorant that a lot of idolatry is going on around us, or you don't think that people really ought to get stirred up in the name of Christianity anymore. But they should. You know, David said, I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right, and I hate every false way. Our spirits should be stirred within us because of what our nation leaders, church leaders, Baptists, are fawning over. Lord, help us. Turn to Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3. Everything we do always should be for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I can promise you that the bottom line conclusion to today's study is Jesus wins. Jesus wins. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 1. Some of you quizzers are memorizing this passage of Scripture. Wherefore, wherefore, is dependent on chapters 1 and 2, which are all about the Lord Jesus Christ and Him glorified, crowned with glory and honor in heaven. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, Paul is addressing all of you, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. The man in pajamas that we're going to think about and look at today from the Word of God thinks he is an apostle, thinks he is the successor of the apostle Peter. But we have an apostle. And it's not Peter, and it's not Paul. It's ultimately, finally, the Lord Jesus Christ. He considers himself a priest and able to forgive sins. And some of the statements that I'll show you today are blasphemous in their claim to forgive sins. Priests in the confessional say that they can forgive sins, but there's only one that can forgive sins, God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. So He is our high priest, and there is no other. And if you need another priest, or you want to think upon the word priest, He has made you a royal priest, able to go straight into the presence of God by His sacrifice for us. I love this verse. Wherefore? Holy brethren, addressing you, partakers of the heavenly calling, addressing you and me, consider. And that's what chapters 1 and 2 did, and that's what the next 11 chapters will do. 
consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. He is the first and the last. There are no Roman numerals after his name. Because he's the first and the last. There is no other. Benedict was the 16th pope named Benedict. John Paul II was called John Paul II because someone else had already used that name. Those aren't their names. They make those names up. Francis is Pope Francis I. The Lord Jesus Christ is first and last, the Alpha and the Omega. All glory to Him. Look at the little book of Jude. The little epistle of Jude. We ought to be excited, stirred, convicted, thankful, and eager to defend our faith. Jude. Verse 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence, and men have given their diligence, my brothers and sisters, to write the Bible, 40 writers wrote the Scriptures, and they gave all diligence to do so, and then there were men that gave all diligence and were used providentially by God to preserve these Scriptures all the way to us. When I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. What we believe is not developing. It's not improving. We're not having additions to the revelation God's given us. It was given once. One faith. The church fathers have added nothing. No Catholic councils have added anything. God gave us the faith once delivered to the saints, put down in writing by His apostles. And it says that we are to earnestly contend. Earnestly is passionately, zealously, fervently. And contend means to fight. So we are to passionately fight for the truth that was given one time 2,000 years ago, and may God help us to that end today. So, Acts 17, 16, Paul's spirit was stirred, ours should be stirred. Who do we want to defend and glorify? The Lord Jesus Christ. And how passionately should we do it? We should earnestly contend for that faith once delivered to the saints. I am so thankful that the Lord has shown us so much that we know that we are in line with our fathers in the faith that went before us and sealed it with their blood. Let us pray. Holy Father, as a young man in our prayer room this morning has already prayed, O Lord God Almighty, Thou only art our Father. Holy and reverend is Thy name and no other. We bless and we praise Thee, Holy and Reverend Father, Most Holy Father, Thy Holiness, the Thrice Holy God, we worship Thee through Jesus Christ our Lord. He is our Apostle and the High Priest of our profession, and Paul would not feel slighted because he wrote those words for us. Holy Father, we bless Thee this day. And thank Thee that in Thy grace, before the foundation of the world, we were chosen to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. If it weren't 
for your sanctifying power by the Holy Spirit to regenerate us and to give us a new man, we would not be capable nor willing nor desirous of learning anything of thee. But you changed us. We were born again from above. And with that new man, you then sent beautiful feet to preach to us the gospel of peace that thy God reigneth. And we rejoice in that knowledge. We're thankful for all 66 books in the divine library, Father. We're thankful for all that we have there from history to prophecy. We're thankful that you have opened our eyes to behold wondrous things out of thy law so that we see so much that so few see today. We're thankful to be in line by our doctrine with those that sealed their gospel and their prophetic interpretation with their blood over the last 2,000 years. Heavenly Father, please sanctify all that we say and do this day that it will be pleasing in Thy sight, that it will glorify the Lord Jesus Christ, that it will rightly divide the word of truth, that it will be profitable for our souls, and that we will leave convicted rather than merely celebrating truth revealed. That Heavenly Father, as we part company in several hours, we will go away convicted and committed that we will live holy lives. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for sparing, saving, delivering our church from so much Roman Catholic error. She is the mother church indeed, as your word declares her to be, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. We're thankful for the abominations you have saved us from. We're thankful to be Baptists by revelation, not by tradition, but by your word. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins for having known so much truth and for not having lived as perfectly as we should have. Oh, Father, we pray for your servants and saints in every place, some of them persecuted even this day by either the church in Rome or Islam or other dark pagan heathen religions. Have mercy upon them. Let the word of the Lord have free course and be glorified today in the wake of what has happened in this country over the last week. We thank Thee for Thy Word. It is like a hammer and like a fire. And bless us this day to smash in pieces the idols and imaginations of this world. We pray for our nation. They show their ignorance at every turn, Heavenly Father. We pray that You would bless them with wisdom. That You would lead them and guide them. That You would raise up men to replace those in office that have a sense of righteousness and protection for Your people and for the poor and the oppressed in our nation. O Lord, preserve the religious liberty that we have had that we might assemble like this and declare what we are going to declare today without fear of reprisal or punishment. We are blessed. Most of our fathers in the past did not have such liberty. And we pray that we will use that liberty for righteous living and not for haughty cockiness. Heavenly Father, for all Your mercies toward us every day, we thank Thee. Your faithfulness is new every morning. It has never failed. It shall never fail. We bless and praise Thee. We thank Thee for Thy precious Word. 
And as we search its pages, we continually come back to Him who loved us and gave Himself for us and is seated at Thy right hand, our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank You for sending Him. We thank You for His willingness to come for us. And we pray that we would live worthy of His name, which we have taken in the waters of believers' baptism. Bless us now, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.